0: Hey guys, it's Bethany, and today we are with Von Wilson. So Vaughn bon Wilson is known as Physique, who is my coach and has to put up with my shit on a daily basis, but we'll, we'll forget about that. Um, so Vaughn, bon, can you pretty much just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background in the fitness industry, anything that's kind of relevant for the listeners to kind of know about you?
1: Yeah, now first of all, thank you for having me on your podcast, um, much appreciated. And for those of you listening, uh, Bethany's right. I've put up with her shit for quite a wee while. <laughs> quite well now. No, I'm I'm just kidding. Uh, Bethany's a great client to have on board. She represents the brand very very well. Um, you know, in how she conducts herself, how she trains, her standards, her values. Um, but a little bit of background about me. Um, I really kind of was just a a six foot three lanky basketball player um, from Dundee, and uh, I was that for a long time. Uh, I went to America af- uh, before university i tried, was trying to get a basketball scholarship but what you soon realize is that you know you can be a decent basketball player in scotland and yeah. uh, you can just fucking blend in when you're uh, <laughs> when you're in the united states and um, plus as well i was i was small in the united states but i was tall over here so um that that kind of started my whole uh, bodybuilding journey you could say and um, the family i stayed with um the mother and father had competed before i'm talking like back in the you know, 78 era, 80s era, just in like local stuff. So they got me into lifting. Uh, from there, I, I really didn't stop lifting. And um, throughout my whole university, I, um, I played basketball, still played, captained the team. You know, we had the most successful season in the university's history, and it was great. But I always found the time to train. I think in my final exams in fourth year, I had four exams in seven days and went to the gym five times.
0: Wow. Right?
1: <laughs> so it just kind of shows you what my priorities were. It's maybe why I ended up, you know, I ended up getting a 2-2 um, instead of a 2-1. And if I got a 2-1, I would have done a PhD. So I'm kind of thankful that I didn't because I wouldn't be where I am. Um, yeah. You know, after that, I just dosed about uh, being a one-to-one personal trainer, working with uh, as many people as you can work with, right? And it was mostly gen pop. I was doing kettlebell swings and boot camps <laughs> and whatnot. Um, and it was really just uh, after that, th- there was like a moment in about 2000 and probably about 2016, where I just kind of looked at myself and I was like, you look fucking shit, right? This is crap. And, uh, you know, I I kind of thought at the time I was big, but I wasn't, right? And I thought I was in good shape, but then I wasn't. And um, I knew the type of people I wanted to work with. However, um, when I looked at my own physique, I soon realized that um, how I looked reflected the clients I worked with. You know, Um so I just, just went on a bit of a, like a, my own sort of personal mission, which was for two or three years. I didn't really care who you were. Uh, I was only really interested in in changing my physique, eating my meals, training, and whatnot. The you know the better I looked, the better clients I got, and the more I was able to help. And uh, put my first people on stage. Put my first. You might not know this actually. I Put my first girl on stage in the end of 2017. She was a masters bikini girl. Uh, she really? did bikini BFF uh, finals. Uh, but then 2018 was like where it all kind of took off from a competing standpoint, uh photo shoots and whatnot. Um and it's just kind of helped me build the brand where it is today. I was v Wilson underscore PT and then rebranded back in 2018. Literally on the same holiday that I got engaged, uh the website and the logo was was rebranded. Um and then so far um it was just me until March. Where Ali and Clara joined the team, two, two of my coaches. Uh, Clara is our posing coach, bikini posing coach, um, as well as a physique coach, Ali, I've known since the Kettlebell Master days. Um, so we're a team of three. Um, we will be four by the end of the year, no doubt. Um, and it's just a case of, you know, are we a prep based company? You, you know, you could probably look at us and say that, but. I would say that we, we work with anyone that wants to become an elite version ourselves. It's just that we will only really tend to work with people that train very fucking hard. And not many people will come on board that don't because you just got to go on the website and look at uh, our video of us yeah. three training. So that's a little bit about me. Um, I hope that didn't waffle too much, but hopefully it gave people a little bit of background.
0: No, but, um, it, gives, it gives everyone a good kind of background of what you are. And obviously, if you do follow Vaughn on Instagram, he constantly posts them pictures of before and after when he first competed to when he after competed and I didn't know you personally when you first reached out to me and I've obviously said this in a podcast before I didn't know who you are until I'd actually seen a picture of you I didn't know your name um and obviously you had coached one of my friends Liam who's just came back on board with yourself competed last last season uh, yeah I keep getting my years and that all mixed up yeah. so it just seems like everything's all just a blur but um yeah so obviously I used to be best pals with Liam. Um, and that's how I actually found out about you and then I was actually best friends with Clara beforehand Um, and she'd obviously told me a bit about you and it's really good that you've expanded and given just a wider kind of coaching experience for clients herself because coming from someone who is on your team like I can understand like for you personally you're like that's what I see is the boss man and then you've got the person who's like the mindset and everything like like the good angel and the bad angels on your shoulders, like Clara's on this side and Ali's just on that side.
1: Oh, <laughs> you team. can say that. I mean, <laughs> Ali, was the, Ali was the notorious bad boy for many years.
0: Oh, um, good cop, bad
1: cop. <laughs> uh, Ali in general has been someone that we went to, no, not all people know this, we went to school together. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm sure we were in the same like geography class in like first or second right? <laughs> And we didn't know each other. We weren't really uh, good friends at all, completely different group of mates. Um, And then when I started working at Pure back in 2014, um, Ali was working there and we both liked lifting weights and eating chicken. So that was the one thing we had in common. Um, And then just as the years went on, uh, as I sort of um, tried to change my physique Mm -hmm. and up my level of education and knowledge, he was doing the same. And he was producing better results. He would always come to me and ask questions and want to learn. We ran a boot camp together back in 2014, uh, Beach Body Boot Camp.
0: Oh, I remember. I've seen that picture. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is quite successful. I, I won't lie you. It was, it was pretty successful, right? Um, but, you know, here's how we used to do it. We used to, like, do the do the, the camp, and then we would go eat at McDonald's, breakfast, and then we'd go train legs. But, you know, that was kind of what we did back in the day. That was like yeah. you were a PT Monday to Friday at the weekend. You just fucking loved, loved to party. But that was... <laughs> I was young and you know, my priorities were different then. It was mostly at the time, I didn't know what vision I had. I didn't know what a mission was. I just wanted to lift weights, chase women, and that's, that was what I did. I was a young guy. Yeah. Um, and It was only really as I kind of got my head screwed on over the years and um, decided where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. And it was only really, if I'm honest, any coach or PT listening, I was in the game for five years before I decided exactly what I wanted to do. Right you know so I, I just and this is what a lot of P- PTs do right they go about day to day they train their clients and they think it's great because I could lift my weights and I get results and I kind of do it and I was the same but I was like I progressed I was like I put people on stage okay I've helped them win I've helped them blah blah, blah. and then eventually I was just got right I just felt a bit lost and um, until it was last year and um, around about September time
0: yeah.
1: I came up with a vision of where I wanted to go um, and how I wanted to have a couple of coaches on board and and Allie uh, was always going to be the, the guy. Um, and Clara, I approached her because I wanted her to be under the brand. Uh, you know, I value her work ethic. And she she's like a mini version of me, a female version of me, in regards yes. to how she trains. <laughs> um, and you know what? Since they came on board, I can honestly say they've been awesome. And to see them both grow in a lockdown yeah, has been class. And I, I said I couldn't ask for – like. They, there probably wasn't a, like any worse time to come under a brand than there was in March, right? March yeah. the first they came on board. I had a plan of what I wanted to do, and then COVID fucked that. But we adapted really quick, um, and you know personally, like I lost twenty-one clients in April. Really, right? But I was only net eight down.
0: All right, okay. So it
1: shows you how many came on board, but at the same time, uh, you know. I had to help Ali and Clara get clients as well. Yeah. So it was a busy month. Um, you know, like yourself, every other week, clients were getting programs. Uh, sorry, were getting new equipment. So you found yourself two-thirds mm-hmm. a day updating programs from the program you would updated the week before. Yeah. And it's only now, <laughs> last week, I sort of finished them all. And now clients are kind of like, Vaughn, I've got access to this gym and it's got this equipment now. I'm like, we're back at the start. Yeah. I wish
0: I was like that but like I'm I'm good with my I'm good with my home gym it's just a matter of obviously getting there and staying consistent because I find that in lockdown you do kind of get into that habit of like being more laid back because you can if you get I mean like when you're not in the lockdown you've got like I can get up get ready go to my work come back have that routine of just before going at the gym and then going to the gym and coming back whereas like now if you're working for home you can get up at whatever time you want, work for whatever time you want, train whenever you want, if you want to, like that sort of thing. It is really, I would say if people are obviously in this lockdown struggling with actually getting that, getting that kickstart routine back up, because obviously everything's getting sort of lifted, then just kind of, just remember, get yourself back into that routine of what you were before and try and mimic that and that will help you. I think one of
1: the main problems that I've seen as a coach is that people have struggled with environment, yeah. and the gym for them was somewhere where they would leave their house they'd get in their car or they'd start walking or get the bus and as they start doing this they don't realize it they start mentally preparing yeah
0: definitely right because <laughs> they, they've
1: seen that i programmed in a Widowmaker set on the hack squat mm-hmm. and they're chitting themselves or whatever you know they're thinking about a number on on sumo deadlifts they want to smash yeah so they start like their body starts preparing for it now in that gym, there might be your training buddy, your training partner, and fuck, you know, they're shouting at you at the side or your PT or, or me because, like, you've trained with me and Fitch a few times.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs>
1: it's a bit different when you go from that to training in your living room. Yeah. How I put it across is if the Y' strong enough, you find a way. Yeah,
0: definitely. You find
1: a way to hold on to everything you've got right now and understand that going backwards a little bit not the end of the world. But don't sabotage everything.
0: No, definitely not. And that just shows like the difference between like a good coach and a, like a, I wouldn't say a bad coach, but someone who is not as developed as a coach or a PT themselves. Um. So obviously you've coached me since September. I don't know how long you've known about me. You've obviously, I think it's probably like August time you'd know about me and you then we had that first kind of call as such. So like, obviously I done a bit of, research and background on yourself spoke to many numerous people of your clients um so obviously what would you say like why is it good to invest in like a good coach for like first competitors because like obviously i was going to compete like do you think it's important to have like a coach on board when you're doing competition prep or like photo shoots and such like that
1: 100 and the number one thing um i mean i've got a coach right yeah. and i'll go into i'll go into why But as a first-time competitor or you're doing a photo shoot or whatever it is, you generally have no idea what's going on, right? And you don't know what to expect and what perhaps you think you might need to do is the complete opposite of what you need to do, right? And that can often be seen like if I'm, I'm, like, dieting a male and I give him a refeed and he goes, what? What what do you mean? What? What, burger and chips, right? And (laughs) I'm like... I'm like, yeah, you're ahead, or we're seeing a lot of dietary-induced fatigue, and, and we have to back off the gas a little bit. Take one step back, take two steps forward, and the next thing you know, the next week they check in, and they're leaner, and they go, oh, my God, this is magic, and you go, nah, this is just science. Yeah. It's fine, right? Or take Clara, for example. Uh, last year, Clara, was the second year I was prepping her. Two and a half weeks out from her show, mm-hmm. I start upping her calories and stripping her cardio back. Now, what did I do the year before? Complete opposite. Really? Right? I was my first year prepping people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what... I i had a rough idea of what to do, but I think that in this game, you learn from your mistakes. And the reason I'm where I am is because I've made many. So the year before, you know, with Clara, say two and a half weeks, we'd be pushing harder. And I was like, you know, peak week, we back off. But for Clara, it was two and a half weeks. Um, we literally up to calories from, I think the average was about 900. And then by the time we got to a regional, it was up at... A l- the average was eleven fifty or twelve and then by the time we got to our finals it was up at like fourteen fifty.
0: All right, okay.
1: And and she looked better. Right? She looked better in the finals than she did in the regional. Yeah. I think she was I think she was maybe half a kilo leaner or, or roughly the same. But are like uh, sorry in weight sorry but arguably looked better.
0: Right.
1: But that was just from mistake. So as a first time competitor, all all they're thinking is more, 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 more. More's better, more's better, more's better, more's better. More's better. But there comes a point where the body just starts to fight back. And you become, you get so in your head, so self-critical of I'm fat, I'm this, I'm, you know, one one minute you feel flat, the next minute you feel full, the next minute you're fat bastard, the next minute you're, you've got no muscle mass, right? You just, you lose your head. So like, for example, Clara checked in every single day um, from four weeks out from her regional and then every single day up until... The British. It was nine. It was like nine weeks of weekly daily check-ins.
0: Really? Oh wow! Now,
1: <laughs> you, you may ask, like why? But I know Clara, and I will know that she will have that exact. Wake up one day. Oh my god! And I look so shit. Blah blah. I was more getting her check and just see how she was. Yeah. Because I knew her body by then. I knew exactly what food I needed to give her to get get a certain look the next day. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that having an outside pair of eyes that is a lot more logical than yours is advantageous, especially for any coach. Like I'm a coach. I've had a massive business vision for this year. COVID's got in the way of that a little bit, but still pushing on. But I knew I had some punchy business goals. I could prep myself, no bother. I went, Kyle, listen, you take care of that. I'm going to focus on my business stuff. I'll just be a robot like I always am.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: so it, it, it kind of helps with that reassurance of, well, one, you, if you're hiring a coach, hire someone that will look like they know what they're doing in regards to their presenting consistent results a lot like could coincide with what you want mm-hmm. so if you're a bikini girl hire a coach that's producing a lot of results that are, that are bikini girls yeah don't go with a coach that's all they're producing is male bodybuilder
0: yeah <laughs> you know
1: stay in your lane if that makes sense it's why yeah. like you don't see me try and prep class one guys because that's just not my area of expertise and not what i'll do yeah but i think that as a brand we're pretty good at working with Female athletes like yourself, bikini girls, tone figure, um, guys like men's physique guys, classic guys, and guys, guys and girls that want to do photo shoots. That's, that's out us, and we don't go out with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, totally ranting on. Back to your question. I hope that answered it. It's just <laughs> that it will help more from an accountability, and it's an investment in yourself, because you'll learn it along the way. Like every time I've had a coach, um, even this time around with Cal, more sort of with the assist side of things, I learned a bit. Of like, oh, I would I would have done that differently, but okay, I'll try that and then it worked and be like, Oh sweet, I'll know that for next time with my guys. Um so yeah, I think there's an answer somewhere in that.
0: So how did you like go about getting calm as a coach? Did you do any research and such like that on him? And if you did, like what did you ask people? Did you do what I done like completely just like FBI mode, like find out everything, security number of the lot about <laughs> calm like, um, in all it? honesty, no.
1: No. I have uh, been good, very good friends with Callum since 2017. Right. So I went down and done um, the M10, sorry, sorry, 2016. Mm-hmm. So I went down and done the, he used to work at a gym called M10 in Nottingham. I went down and done a couple of their camps. Um, and then we just connected. Um, after that, just speaking on social media. Um, and, and I sort of watched him grow over the years and um, become into what he is today, like the muscle mentors and whatnot. But there was many occasions over the years. We, I think, we trained together. 2017, 2018, we've trained together every year. I think this year is the only year we've not trained together. But it's only uh, May, and I, I said I would go down once this is all over. So yeah. we've, I've always, we've all, I've always made a point of going down simply because just the environment down there was better for me as a coach. Like I, I travelled literally to Nottingham at the, t- at the time. I actually worked with James. Mm-hmm. um this is in 2017 you're probably gonna ask me why i worked with james uh james was calms first coach really right, so back then i was like well i'm just going to go to yoda instead of one of his you know jedis if that makes sense yeah um, and i learned some <laughs> with james but in the same year me and cal still spoke um and then just last year uh he was prepping for a show and then he just asked me to come down because we we've always that chatted back and forth quite a lot and he said he said can you come down for a session I would really appreciate that and I drove to Nottingham back in the same day
0: oh okay I couldn't right?
1: do right <laughs> which is it was a long way it's five hours one way five hours back but I went down to obviously help him out and support him but also, I also wanted to I also wanted to ask him to prep me mm-hmm. I said listen I wasn't going to do it over messaging I said out of respect I said I'd like you to handle my prep next year if, if you would be up for it anyway." I'd love to and yeah. And that was that. So it was just case I knew him as a person. Um, I obviously knew the results he produced. Um, you just got to look at his Instagram page over the years to see how much how better and better and better they got.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: he's a lot smarter than I am, and I'll always hire someone a lot smarter than what I I am and, and kind of want has got what I've got if that makes has got what I want if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that was more in regards to like just the level of athletes he works with and the the volume of athletes but yeah it was a no-brainer for me but anyone out there should do the research it's just that I've been around a long time I'm pretty I'm a bit of a not a dinosaur but I'm almost a bit of a dinosaur
0: you're saying that no me I'm gonna say that
1: (laughs) right so yeah I mean I, I like and that was one of the reasons why like last year I actually started I run my own podcast but started that because I was like wait a minute I know a lot of coaches in industry like at the top of their game or you know that are producing high level results that I could get on the the podcast and um could I have went with others yeah I probably could have but I just I wasn't going to go anyone else apart from Cal and then um you know we got one show in and that was great and had four cancelled um which it is what it is, right? Yeah. And so we just have shifted the goal to the, the goal to next year, and that's, that's it. Kind
0: of that just kind of shows like the like the difference between like a good coach and a not so good coach. Like obviously you're saying you went with Cal because he was smarter than you. I'm sorry to tell you, Vaughn, but everyone's smarter than me. So you you were winning in that aspect, but <laughs> um, yeah, no. Obviously, Cal has Cal has grown has client base as well like a lot of people like you you're obviously you're like everyone who's kind of like in this area i've got a few clients here and there across the pond and some here um like obviously Calm's like got like brandon hard and like these big name sort of people and for someone like myself who's on instagram quite a lot and who's on the youtube and everything like that like for me personally if i was to like ever look as him as a coach to have them sort of people go to him as a coach would probably make him more like attractable as a coach and more and like a probably more want it. So it's kind of just as well, it's kind of like building up your client base and who's like, he's obviously who's help, who's helping him quite a lot. Like he has a good coach. He has got that knowledge and such like that. But having them big names puts his name out there more. Um, and it's more like a marketing. I would say it's more of a market and as such he's probably a really really good
1: coach but I'll
0: I'll stick with my basics here.
1: (laughs) No I think like here's what I say right and I've always been okay at the business side of things in regards to having an online coaching company and then I'm working with a business mentor right now to get better at that but in all honesty people say to me Vaughn, what's the best way to grow as a coach, grow your client base and I go just like be a really fucking good coach for your clients. Yeah. The current ones. Like actually care, actually give, I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, I think I have already.
0: Yeah, you can. Like, actually <laughs>
1: give a fuck <thought> about them <laughs> and their results. Um, and if you do that, they'll shout you to the heavens and back. Yeah, and
0: definitely.
1: over the years, like a lot of the clients I've taken, I, I've, that I've come on board has been all like, oh, has been through like, oh, you train my friend or you train so-and-so and I know them and even you said, About Liam, Um, and you know, i like, so for example, you came on board because Liam. But I've had other clients that have come on board that have said the same thing. I know you're from Liam, or Liam came on board because he knew me from something else. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 a circle. Um, But I think that any coach, like, it's easy to get frustrated Mm -hmm. with, you know, if you know your deserved worth and you think that you should be uh, working with a bit more clientele. Sometimes you just need to be patient. Like, I literally spent, like, five years just, like, try to just doss dos about and learn my craft to get good at it. Yeah. And it's now in my sixth year. Um, but a lot of people, they want to achieve what in six, like, they want to achieve that in one.
0: Yeah, definitely. People and are it just, hungry. It just do not happen. People are well too hungry and well too eager and they want to take the fast track lane. But in that sense, like, you're taking that fast track lane, but you could miss so many things in between that. It's just all about growing and growing developing every single year and getting better and better so obviously I would see you as more than just a coach I've said this before you're obviously you're like a second heart of the family and such like that you've obviously I would say looked after us as a coach compared to previous coaches so do you believe in yourself and your ability that a coach is more than just a coach because obviously PT wise when you go to like a pure gym or anything like that sometimes it's just about like business like strict business and like, doing that, but, like, obviously, you take the extra step in, like, ensuring that someone's okay, like, do you believe that that's kind of, like, your background of it as such, your staples?
1: Well, here's the thing, right? When you're online, when you're a PT, you, you know, you can have set hours. When you're online coach, your hours are from when your eyes are open to when your eyes are closed. Yeah. Right? And if you're, if you're not, if you don't have that mentality, clients will leave. Yeah. Right? It, it, they will. But... The thing about myself is that I just really, I really like get a lot of joy out of helping people in, in any in, in any shape or form, right? So when you understand that a transformation of getting someone lean or helping them become, and we often say becoming an elite version of yourself is more really about the mind than anything else. Like when you get that and you understand people, then you get results. Yeah. Because like personal development is something I got into in 2017. And when you can understand people's actions, behaviours, and why they do stuff, and how, how they react and whatnot, it's really easy to be logical about things. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a no-brainer that when some clients are dieting, they lose their head.
0: Oh, yeah, me. Right?
1: Yeah. Now, <laughs> if, if, as a coach, you don't care about someone's mental health, don't do this job. Yeah. Don't do it. Find someone else to do it, right? Um, because they, uh, they shouldn't be coaching in my opinion because when you go to extremities with someone it can be hard especially if it's the first time mm-hmm. right they they, they don't want to expect they start like being unable to sleep like libido goes down massive food cravings sometimes poor relationship with food or whatnot and if you chose to help someone get down there you need to pull them out of that and help them come out of it it just as like mentally sound as they were when they went in it shouldn't mm-hmm. be a case of a oh, I mean, you come on board, pay some money, and you completely fuck them up. give them a shit relationship with food, like make them hate training this and the next thing. But the, I say this all the time um, to to the clients: is that the difference? Is that we just actually really care, yeah. and, and that that's it. Um, like, do I think it's important that coaches coaches should care? Of course, mm-hmm. people are paying you paying you money to to really like take care of their health and fitness, and. For some coaches out there, like myself, you work with assisted guys. It's even more of a responsibility.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: You, you know what I mean. But the, the problem is, is that a lot of, a lot of coaches, um, some coaches, out there might see just clients as uh, bill signs, like pound signs, right? That'll and the more up. they have, the, the <laughs> more that they, uh, the more the money they make. And um, however, in that case, you take on board too many clients, and you can't handle your your level of service goes down, your level of care goes down. So, you know, we will have, we've got set numbers of people that we work with and we we don't go above that. Um, And when we do, there's a waiting list or people get referred out to like a couple of other coaches. So it's just about making sure that you can have enough time to support your clients and understand that, you know, when someone's six weeks out, they're messaging you every single day. Yeah. And that's totally cool because... You know, they're in an office nine to five. No everyone thinks they're an alien. But they're you, but they're not but you're they're not an alien to you. Yeah. Or you know, they know they're not an alien in your eyes. So um if you didn't care at that point, then I think that the client wouldn't care, their their head would go to shit. Um, but yeah, I just get like the messages that you kinda get, you get them ever I get them quite frequent now, but I used to be quite seldom. The ones that talk about like for example, the voice note you sent me, but other ones that maybe perhaps the client said about how much their life's changed, their confidence to wear a bikini, or how much they've overcome their their binging, their relationship with food. They like they love their body now, and um, it really is quite heartwarming. And when I get them, I'll often get a little bit choked up because being part of that, yeah, helping someone achieve that and feel that. I mean, that's the, that's the true. Uh, that's the that's the reason why I do what I do yeah not for trophies not for like status or anything like that but being able to get those sort of life-impacting changing results is uh it's pretty damn incredible
0: so obviously you've had a fair amount of people on your podcasts from big names to just your average Joe blogs is like what i want to say um what is probably if you can state one if not two of like the most shocked you've been by people's stories to do with like their experiences with with specific coaches don't name them but just what has there been any that's shocked you quite a fair amount
1: they have came on my podcast
0: yeah or spoken to you or reached out to you um
1: i mean a lot of people that come on the podcast are ones that will God, it's hard, it's hard to think that straight off the bat because there's, there's been so many. And some of them are like, some of them like, no. Right. Um, Joe Bennett, the hypertrophy coach. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if I was to think about a client having a put, not a client, uh, someone reached out to me having a poor experience with a coach, there's not one that stands out, right? But I, I guarantee what it will be. And, and I hear this a lot is I checked in on the Tuesday. It's Wednesday. I don't have a reply. It's Thursday. I still don't have a reply. Mm -hmm. I got a reply on Friday and it was a thumbs up, keep doing what you're doing and that was it. And often they will just feel like a little bit, not unwanted, but just that they're they're not getting their money's worth really. Mm -hmm. Right? Because again, that's just showing a lack of lack of care now of course of course there's other stories out there that you might hear of some female clients being put on x y and z and being told to take this that and the next thing and um, some clients being told that their that their coach maybe has not given them a peak week protocol has not told them what to do in the lead up to the show and has not been at the other end of their phone when really like i've got a guy doing a photo shoot on sunday this is friday and he's checking three times today you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you need to assess all the time and i'm chasing him up like this morning i'm chasing him up saying you got checking there mate you know what i mean um so i guess that any scenario any any situation that has happened has always came from a lack of care from the coach's part Mm -hmm. and i I honestly like I, i i never speak bad of anyone in the industry, because it's just it it, it doesn't do me any. Yeah. It doesn't put me up or down what any, what someone else does, and that's just kind of how I am. I just don't be wrong. Like I say, everyone, and there'll be people listening to this podcast that'll say he's fucking knob, and there'll be other people <laughs> that, that that absolutely love me, right? See the ones that think I'm a fucking knob. I couldn't care less. And 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 that might sound a little bit cocky, and it's not meant to. It's just all it's meant to come across is that I will only put energy into people or things that will add more positivity to my life, more sort of joy to my life, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So any sort of times I'll hear of any negativity of perhaps a client's previous um, experience, I'll say, listen, I understand you've had a bad experience in the past, but that's done. You'll never get that again. And then it'll be like two check-ins and like, I see what I do as normal, Mm-hmm. the check-ins we do, the communication we do, I see that as the standard the way it should be. And then a client will come to me and they'll say, Vaughn, I just want to say, I can't believe, like, this is amazing. This is so much better. And I'm like, dude, this isn't normal. And I went, you're going to be checking every day here soon when it gets to your, your show week or, you know, five, six weeks before your show. And they go, oh, wow, really, why? And you go, because that's the way it should be.
0: Yeah. And that's you coming I mean? for someone personally. Like, like, that was the situation with me. Obviously, you know you know my background and coaching experiences before and such but yeah like obviously coming on as a new client and like I had never asked anyone like I never asked Liam never asked Clara or anything like that, how you checked in because I knew that you would tell me anyway so there was no point but see coming from just doing a simple whatsapp to like measurements and then you always see me in my check-ins put my measurements in that at the bottom because I was so used to doing that before but like that level of like, finding out that information for that week can actually, like, determine, like, how you as a coach can view, like, a client of how well their weeks went, how bad it's went, or anything that's changed, like, that level of detail can give you so much information, and I think as well, it takes two to Tango, like, if you're not putting in an effort to a coach, why should a a coach put an effort into you? Like, I feel like that's, that is coming for me, like, if you don't care about or you're just hiring that coach to say, oh, yeah, that's my coach, by the way. Just to let you know, like, you've got to be able to, is what you say, give it the beans and you give it the beans back.
1: Oh, 100%. And there has been a few occasions, maybe more than a few, that <laughs> I will get to four weeks in with a client and say, listen, this is how, this is how I run things. Like, yeah. th- these are the standards that we said, it, it, this doesn't happen anymore it did right but right. and i say so that's why i say now when people come on board i say right this is the standards that we have this is what you should expect from me as a coach yeah but this is what i should expect from you as a client yeah
0: definitely.
1: if you are if you agree with that if you're on board with that you give me 100 i will give you 110 back mm-hmm. like i will over deliver on everything i will be ocd about everything you will not get a fucking opportunity to breathe right about anything but the reason i'll do it is because i'll i'll see the potential in them and i want to bring out the best so if we've got four weeks in and we've had four weeks of sort of lackluster check-ins late check-ins or no check-ins at all i'll say listen it's it's maybe you should maybe think about working with someone else because Mm -hmm. this isn't good like this isn't doing anything for me and at the end of the day like I'm in a fortunate position to be self-employed. I can sort of pick and choose who I work with and call what I do a job, but I want to enjoy it. And yeah. the minute that a client will be sending late check-ins or or whatnot, um, my job becomes work. Yeah. That makes sense, right? Yeah. I didn't see it as it should, work, but now it, it, now be it becomes work. work. Yeah. Right. Don't be wrong. There'll be clients that'll be a bit more difficult than others, but it's how you determine what difficult is. Mm-hmm. If so, if a coach out there determines that difficult is just simply supporting someone a bit more through messaging. That's not difficult that's just specific to that client's needs yeah you know what i mean i can't even really remember where i was going with this but it was just to say like that...
0: see you're saying that like seeing you like supporting their needs that actually just like brings in with like my place of work of obviously childcare. like it's it sounds wee bit stupid like comparing childcare to like like coaching and such that but it kind of is in a sense like i have to make sure that that child is getting respected is like they're taking responsibility in their own health and like their education and such, and I'm also ensuring that their rights and preferences are put in first before anything else. And you do that as well as a coach because you're putting your client's preferences. Like obviously, you wouldn't sometimes if someone does something really stupid and that's their preference, you're just like fuck off and even bother saying that. But like you're putting their preferences first, like first you're obviously respecting their rights and what they're willing to and like what they're not willing to do. You're ta- you're allowing them to be responsible for their own health while being assisted and guided by you and obviously you're just ensuring that they're taken care of and they're feeling that they're in a secure environment where they can come to you with something. So that is just showing like the level of development that you've like been able to achieve over that time period because probably at the start you were kind of you weren't at that level as where you are now because you've grown over that time period so it just shows like how I would say I would say if you ever want a coach go Yvonne so and whenever anyone asks me about competition prep and such like that and I've said it so many times and people have asked and Erin who's listening to this right now she came to me before she even messaged you and she asked who's a good coach and I did say you. so you're welcome for promoting you as much as I can.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I've always been very thankful, and there have been a few people that have come on board um, simply because of you, or that you know they've came on board because of you, and then through that person, other people have came on board. Yeah, um, I'm always thankful to yourself, and then any any clients that do um, help me grow, you know, my audience and grow, or grow my client base, help yeah. help the brand grow. Um, you know, what I always say is that we're all in it together, and mm-hmm. the bigger the community easier that things are going to be yeah Um, and I'd say the community is really strong that we've got right now and it will continue to get stronger I've been like it's been very like truly quite humbling to see just how strong it's like the community stayed together throughout you know lockdown and whatnot Yeah. and uh, to see some some client uh, some you know I I coach coaches right Mm -hmm. and down south uh, see some of them they lost all their clients really all like lost their business um because of this and then to, to see the team um you know the fact that Clara came on board with zero clients and then has end ended April with x amount is ending May with a higher amount yeah um, Ali's continuing to grow and uh, my client base is staying strong as is so it, to see that during lockdown um yeah, it's, it's something that's been truly class and I know that as lockdown will be over like there's a lot of people that are waiting in the they're waiting in the trenches, right, for the war to be over and the minute that the, it's the, done, they'll come out of the trenches and I know that we will be swamped with inquiries and whatnot and, and all yeah, that. But definitely. again, we, we won't take on everyone. We'll we'll take on the ones that suit the brand standards in the community and whatnot. Um, because we don't simply just believe in, you know, just doing something for a trophy or, yeah. or whatnot. Um, sorry i was waffling again
0: no so like do you have like any tips for pts obviously you were a pt in pure gym um, and then you branched in online do you have any tips for anyone who is wanting to make that leap because i know it can be quite daunting going from being in a secured like area to then going in an online coach where like you're not really coaching in a gym unless you ask for like if you want to do like
1: yeah i mean i think that what like one thing you need to you need, to be, you need to be business smart. You need to understand that if you've worked in a pure gym where you had access to five, 6,000 people coming through the door that you could sell to, you now no longer have that. And you need to figure out ways that people will know about you. And if you don't have a good reputation or you, people don't know about you in the industry, you're going to find it difficult. So, you know, back in 2016, I looked, well, my physique looked shit, but no one knew who knew I was. By 2018, I think I looked okay end of 2018, still no one knew who I was. But I had to continue to change my physique and then branch out and make relationships with people that were above me in the industry to, to get a sort of, more of an audience. Yeah. Getting the eyes of, or the eyes of an audience that, that didn't know about me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But how I say it is that I always, I kind of went from full online to, then I did, sorry, I went from full one to one PT and then I started doing a little bit of online. And then the busier I got online, I started pulling back my one-to-one.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? And then I start pushing online, pushing online, pushing online. But to make sure that you have um, sort of good in or constant inquiries coming through, you kind of need to, number one, know your audience so you can market towards them. And mm-hmm. that maybe, the, maybe the, the number one tip is learn about marketing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like
1: le- Learn on how to actually get in front of people, how to perhaps collate some data, learn about lead magnets and if i'm honest hire a business coach because if you try and do it on your own it's just too hard
0: yeah
1: right Uh, number two realize that you will be now in an office job you have went from a job where you were on your feet and (laughs) you know you can see from this this call i'm in the four walls of this office and you you know you will be there for the majority of the day
0: yeah so just get used to being comfortable there
1: Yeah, you get used to being comfortable. You get used from going, like, you went from an environment where you're around everyone to then you're on your own. And and that being said, probably the last thing is that you have to be so disciplined, right? So, for me, I think that I have set times at which I eat, at which I will, you know, um, go train this and the next thing. I follow a routine, but -hmm. a lot of people don't. They just like oh I'll, I'll do check ins then or I'll do that podcast then or I'll do this and I'm like no these are the days that I check in these are the days I do programs these are the podcast these are the days that I do the weekly emails and, and and the newsletter and stuff so like ruthless consistency with structure yeah is what I would say is needed
0: yeah definitely and obviously you had went from being like the PT to the online coach and then obviously branching out with Ali and Clara and such like that. Was that kind of like the main goal when you first started your online coaching or was that something that you like thought about as time went on that you wanted to take them on board a part of the team?
1: So my story, I started doing online coaching in 2017 when it just sort of, it had just kind of come around. Yeah. It wasn't big. It maybe been around for a year or so then, right? Um, maybe a bit longer, but it wasn't big at all. And I just saw it as another um, sort of stream of income, another way to to make a little bit more money and to not have to spend as much time um, on the gym floor. Like, you know, in one hour with one person, I'm like, right, I can maybe see to, you know, a few people online. Um, yeah. And I had really – I did that for a wee while and had re- really no purpose or desire to be a full online coach, um, and I always, liked, I always liked the one-to-one aspect, and I still do. I said, I will continue to do one-to-one until I walk in the gym one day and I just don't want to be there.
0: Yeah.
1: And I had a call with uh, a business mentor in 2017. Um, his name is Mark Cole, so those of you that know him. And um, I, I explained to him where I wanted to be, like who I wanted to work with. And uh, he just said, you need a bit more time. Said you need to spend another couple of years producing results. Yeah.
0: So I went away.
1: I kept my head down and I just did that. And in 2018 was the first time I put people on stage and we won some trophies. Um and then 2019 came around and then same, you know, we got some more trophies.
0: Yeah. And
1: then uh I helped a lot of people do photo shoots and whatnot. And then I just really was in Mexico last year. Um I said to Rona, I said, I just kind of feel a little bit lost with things. And she went, What do you mean? I went, Well. I, you know, I don't really know what I want, want with my business yes. and it's only really now at this age I know I need to have a have a vision because I well, was getting married want to have kids and whatnot and um, these things become a little bit more important the older you get and uh, I had another call with Mark um, uh, last year last September time um, and then literally that week he got me thinking about where I want my life to be what I wanted to do um, but it was literally a couple weeks before that I walked in the gym and just went i don 't want to fucking do this for the rest of my days yeah i, I don 't want to wake up and have to like come to the gym at five at half five now I go and train my own on my on my own at five a m now which is of my yeah. own accord but, <laughs> um, you know I just knew the, exactly the type of people I wanted to work with, and I just needed to have a vision that spanned the course of years so that if I know where we want to be by twenty twenty four, I tried to work backwards from that. And then everything else fell into place. Everything else became easy. Like we know who our target audience is, we know who our niche is. And so the vision that I have is to have five coaches under the brand on top of myself. So that'll be six coaches, five hundred mm-hmm. clients within like by twenty twenty four, and to be known as the most reputable brand for online transformations in the whole of the UK. That's a pretty punchy business goal. Yeah. But because of that goal and because the two coaches of combo are so invested in that, it'll be a formality. It'll happen. Because mm-hmm. we're relentless, right? you just got to look at, like, Ali's pursuit to change his physique has been relentless. Look at the difference in him the past four yeah. years. Look at the difference in Clara the past two or three years. And then you've got to look at mine as well. And, and them coming together, I said I wanted to have – this year I said I wanted to have two males and two females by the end of this year under the brand, including myself. Um, and I, I I, have already approached the other female that I want on board, I won't say right now, because we'll keep that. Um, but that, when they come on board, might be pushed back a little bit because of everything that's going on yeah. um, and where the brand will be at and whatnot. So yeah, um, I think that, that my vision didn't really come about until I had been in the industry for five years. Yeah. You know, it was September, sorry, November 2014, I started a Pure Gym and I left October 2019.
0: My God, that's crazy. I think 2014, I was in full year then. I was just sitting my first exams phone.
1: Well, I'm, <laughs> listen, I'm glad people can't see me because I look old. I look older <laughs> than I actually am, a lot of people say. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, being around a lot um, helps, but any PT... Well, will know exactly what I'm speaking about where you kind of just like you're earning a decent amount but you just don't really know what you're doing where you're going the difference is or one of the major differences now the reason I get up at four in the morning quarter to go train myself is just I've got a powerful vision now of where I want my life to be and that coincides with where the business needs to be to provide yeah. the life that I want to have
0: mm-hmm. so, you, so, it so it comes back like... to personal development Yeah so you would say like as a PT like going like making that big sort of move you have to make like I would say like more kind of sacrifices and such like that to be able to get your business to where it wants to be because I find that a lot of people just want to just post before and after pictures and get like a fair amount of clients and not actually make any sort of sacrifice so your sacrifices is that you have to work from as soon as your eyes open, so as soon as you close, you've got to be more flexible, like where instead of like when you were in the gym, like you were that time sort of period and anything after it was to your extent, whereas now you have to sacrifice, right, today I wake up and I've got x, y and z checking in, but I've also got to check on x, y and z, but I've also got to make sure that this is this is all set, like you've got to make more kind of sacrifices and how does that kind of this is just a, a question that I've thought of in my head. How does that affect, like, does that affect your relationship with Rona, like, having to give up sometimes at times where you would spend with her or does it not?
1: No, I mean, I think I wouldn't call them sacrifices because I still think what I do is amazing. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, people pay me money to do this. This is fucking class. <laughs> you know I mean? Right? So having a partner that is very supportive is... Is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So there's been many occasions where I'll use this as an example, and I'll go on to something else. But like last year, Anthony was doing a qualifier, and yeah. uh, it was a Saturday night, and uh, we we had had a meal booked. We were going out, mm-hmm. and I was like Rona, I was like, we're we're going out, but just to let you know, like I need to be on my phone. I like, I don't when we're out for food and whatnot. I don't because I think it's quite rude.
0: Yeah.
1: I, <laughs> um, I was like, I need to be on my phone. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, no worries. Because the other times, like, I give her the time that she, like, not saying is deserved of, but, like, if we have, for example, uh, this Saturday, we're, we're, um, you know, because we're able to travel a little bit, we're going to go sit in the garden and see her mum and dad. Mm -hmm. I won't go on my phone then.
0: Yeah, that's
1: your time. She deserves me to be in that moment when she's not seen her mum and dad for, you know, 10, 12 weeks or whatnot. Um, you know, I'm pretty good at when it apart from the past ten weeks because of everything that's been going on and when it got to seven at night, no one got a response. Yeah. No one got a response. I Why? Because I was up I was up at, at the time five AM, now it's quarter past four. and um, I was like, if you want to reply, message me in that time frame. Oh like, if you message me at seven at night, you'll get a reply the next morning at five a.m., yeah. You know what I went because at that time that's I mean I value sleep, I value recovery, so I want to make sure that I'm winding down before bed but also you know we'll watch like something on Netflix or we'll go for a nice walk or we'll do something as a couple. Um but naturally the past 10 weeks you know I have been on my phone a bit more because I just felt clients needed it. Yeah. And I think that any coach out there if they said they weren't experiencing some sort of stress in the first few weeks about their clients not all fucking off you know they're, they're lying so you kind of was like well i'm you know i'm going to message back because i want to make sure that they feel even more you know um, supported yeah. in this time frame and, and quite rightly so and i think that it's it's kind of only to got now that i feel like i can just be off my phone at night you know yeah, and just but, relax. i mean in saying that i've got clients doing photo shoots and he's checking in tonight at eight o'clock at night because doing a photoshoot Sunday so he needs to so um and it's date night tonight
0: oh you've got specific days for date night I'm just like not single life let's just go
1: (laughs) but um yeah so she's been so supportive and and she's you know the whole time we've been together and even more so recently like with how busy I've been with, with business and whatnot and she's been off she's been able to cook my meals for me I'll shout down hey can you put on my eggs or something like that um or when I'm dieting she like she understands and she gets it she yeah. understands why I change why I'm not myself um, and and I, I always thank her you know I couldn't thank her enough for what she does um, I love her to death and the fact that she um, is so supportive when it like bodybuilding's is a selfish sport
0: yeah, all right 100% yeah. if anyone
1: doesn't say that you don't know bodybuilding but to, to do such a selfish sport, sport but have someone be so supportive um, it just makes it all a bit easier
0: yeah, that's what we're saying to Rebecca on the podcast. I've obviously I've said to said to Hannah on the last, it'll be last week's podcast, and I said to ha- Rebecca the first one, like for people who are doing bodybuilding that aren't with a partner who does bodybuilding, it doesn't really matter because in your instance, Runs like your rock in that sense, but she doesn't actually do bodybuilding herself. Like she's not like completely just like, right, okay, I'm going to compete. I'm going to do this, 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 is where I want to be, I want to be a pro. Like that's of thing like having that doesn't matter if you do bodybuilding or not. It's just being able to understand that you're not being selfish to be arrogant or be a dick. It's, there's a reasoning behind it. And there's a reason in why that you have to be so like regimented with everything that you do and keep that routine and strict and such. So obviously Rona's like your rock, and like that supporting background so that's like it's kind of it's it's heartwarming to see the periods and that it's just like it's cute it is it's cute
1: yeah i mean i think that they don't like i i applaud i absolutely applaud bodybuilding couples i do not not know how they do it (laughs)
0: because
1: it is a selfish sport right and from experience i'm like cool it's my leg day no it's my leg day Cause I need to get my meals in. I need to get my meals in, right? It becomes yeah. somewhat of a competition. It never, it, I thought it never worked. So when I see it working, I take my hat off. But, you know, I've got my MO, she's got hers, which, like, hers is travelling, right? And and when we sort of kind of got together, it was a case of, well, this is what I do. Um, she went, well, this is what I do. And Vaughn, you know, she said, Vaughn, would you be willing to travel a bit more? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I went, you know, would you be willing to, to get a bit more into the gym or whatnot? She's like, yeah, absolutely. So it wasn't... Yeah. Um, I mean and now, you know, she didn't she didn't fall for me when I was this size. Yeah. Yeah, we knew each other when I was six foot three lanky basketball player.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: so like I think the fact that she can see she like she she loves she loves someone that's passionate, right? And yeah. you can see that in in regards to like her own values. So just the fact that I do what I do and how like that then obviously shines into I wanna make sure that even though I'm, in, I'm totally dead on my feet, and I'm, I'm maybe hungry, although I don't get hungry, but for example, maybe I'm hungry, I'm still going to order a pizza, yeah. or I'm still going to like make an effort to try and like, okay, yeah, let's go to that steakhouse that you want to go out to, because mm-hmm. she likes food, right? Yeah. Her life shouldn't have to be affected, and she does. She appreciates that. But yeah. admittedly, I'm not the same person when I'm three, four weeks out, um, but she totally gets that. She's like, yeah. yep, just roll up more on you, Go, go for it. Yeah, she's and she just wants to be, you know, she just wants to clap for me and, and, and you know be there for the successes and the struggles and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, it's class. It's you know, absolutely, absolutely perfect. It's why I'm marrying <laughs> mm,
0: I know. It's cute. It is cute. It's like, oh, you go, probably. Um. So, obviously, you've had a fair amount of people on your podcast. Is that anyone that you would say is, like, very memorable? Like, as in, like, that's probably been one of your favourite episodes to make, like, as of so far, has it been anyone that's that?
1: I think there's a couple that come to mind. Now, Kubas was an awesome one to record because he was just so passionate,
0: Yeah. right?
1: And I said this off podcast, um, and I've not said this. I went, mate, that was my favourite recording I've ever done. And I went, I went, just the fact that like, I can speak about this to anyone, mm-hmm. bodybuilding, you know, any other bodybuilder, I went, but it's just everything he says, he says with such passion and, yeah. and direction of, you know, where he wants to go and what he wants to do. And it just, I resonated with it a lot because it reminded me of my own journey.
0: Yeah, definitely. About how
1: you just want something and you just do the absolute necessary every single day to do it. But it was just how he delivered it. And it was quite, he was just who he was right and and what you see on insta that's exactly who who he is yeah so i guess that was one of my one of my favorite ones just to to sit there and listen to someone speak
0: Mm
1: -hmm. there's been so many that i've just gained a lot of knowledge from
0: yeah uh uh-huh
1: and like a lot of the questions that i ask it's questions i want to know
0: yeah that's definitely that's that's that is what it's pretty much all about. So, like, would you say that's a tip for people who are starting podcasts or anything like that at all? I'm not saying it's a me because I know what I want to ask. I've completely just, like, geeked out and asked people the questions I want to know.
1: I think, like, for myself, I started the podcast just because I saw it as a way of growing my audience. Mm-hmm. And I knew that going into the online world, uh, I would need to have a bigger audience. Yeah. And... Um, so I guess the number one thing is, why is the person starting the podcast in the first place? There's yeah. a question. And um, when I look at it now, it is something that I enjoy doing because I can get I can learn from others. But it's also a lead magnet for the business. And you're probably thinking, well, what's that? Well, if, for example, I get on... Um, okay, if I was to ask you, who who do I work... I've already said on the podcast, I would say, who yeah. do we work with? We work with a lot of bikini girls, right? Or girls that want to do photo shoots. Yeah. So... If I was to, for example, have Emma Hyman on the podcast this Sunday,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who follows Emma Hyman? Loads of bikini and posing. Loads of bikini girls, loads of, sort of, first time to third. We work with competitors in the first to third year, usually. Yeah. that That's really it. So if I put, if we do an episode that, one, she is able to showcase her skills and knowledge in posing, um, perhaps she's able to advertise a, a product or something like that on the podcast, chat about herself. Yeah. Uh, she gets in front of my audience because who follows me? Same people that are gonna to want to follow her and vice versa, right? So it's a, it's a somewhat almost, you could say, as a, it's, an, it's an equal business opportunity for both. Yeah. So then when I put a podcast up and I share it on Instagram and then she shares it and she puts a swipe up, um, people, people listen to that, people watch that. I start yeah. to then get an audience of people I, that don't know me. And then they come on my page. And then, for example, they've seen Clara comment on the post. And they go, "Oh, Clara, she's actually got VW Physique in her name. Oh, that's cool. I'll check it out. And they follow her.
0: Yeah. So before you know it, you
1: see how there's like a circle. There's always a chain. There's a, there's a chain. There's an audience. So for myself, I started up because I went, well, there's a few people out there, you know, like, I had Dr. Scott Stevenson on, I had uh, Joe Bennett on, Joe Jeffries on, that I wanted to learn from. Mm-hmm. I went, and, and, and I want to give them an opportunity to, to grow their business and it'll help both of us. Yeah. So that's that's why I why I started it up. Um I then started seeing this opportunity to, to speak a little bit more about me and what I do and regards to programming and this and the next thing. Um the episodes that I do with others get far more traction <laughs> and, and that's that that's fine. It's the way it should be right now. And um, so I guess the the tips would be depends why you're starting it. If you're starting it just because For the hell of it do whatever but if you're starting it more from like to improve your business start thinking about the people that you have on do they have the same following that you want to get in front of so for example i know that bethany is you know an athlete that wants to compete on the stage i was going to say bikini girl but then i was ready to go don't uh, i say
0: that don't i say that (laughs) okay
1: uh, okay, but it's probably followed and I said this to Clara, I went, Clara, bikini girls, figure girls, you guys all follow each other. You guys all mm-hmm. like your stuff. You share your stuff. You, you clap for each other. It's great. So does Bethany have an audience that I would like to get in front of? Yeah. Yeah. So, if I, so when Bethany says, Vaughn, do you want to come on a podcast? What am I going to say? Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> but they probably
1: are like, but they, I didn't do that, right? But I did it because I know you as a person. But your audience already know me because yes. you post about me anyway. Right, but yeah. this is an example say say I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. But when you when you emailed me, I went on your page and I saw that there was loads of photos of you doing bikini poses and loads of selfies and like bum selfies and that like all oh, you bikini girls do, which is cool, but sure. it's a trend. It's a girls, <laughs> right? I'd go, Yeah, hell yeah, I'll do an episode. Let's do two. Right. Simply mm-hmm. because again, it's an opportunity for them to quiz me on maybe they want to know about Pekin or program or stuff like that. Yeah. I'll give it information freely because you know they're doing me a favor at the same time yeah so definitely. I guess it's about how you can collab with people
0: yeah so choose wisely. It. choose wisely who you want to collab with do your research on that person because obviously I've not got a business except well I would kind of say I'm I'm my own business <laughs> like I find that on social media like for me my business side is like ensuring that people are taking care of their health like either it be competing like tips anything like that at all so like showing my journey and such like that um and how I can better other people's learning that maybe don't have a coach that don't really know how to start off just learning things from me so obviously starting this podcast kind of the main aim of like helping people to better themselves through like learning education wise and being aware of mental health Reasons due to my experience um, and how I can help people in that sense. So obviously working with you, you kind of branch it in that sense because you've got that clientele to kind of like me tell them a bit more about you, a bit more about me, what I do, and how I can maybe help them. How you can help them through your information. So it's a one win situation. It just really it's about choosing wisely who you want to collab with because obviously I've got Meg coming on this podcast. She's figure. She is completely a unit she's got a fair amount of following on instagram so she kind of targets the people that are more kind of into the fitness side and the competition side whereas fitness Abaz, she's obviously she's competed before but her side's more on like how, a, how a, her mental health and such of like that same same uh, rebecca stuff like that so it's all just about choosing who you want to have and choose wisely um yeah I've yeah been-
1: I, I i totally agree with you Pav.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I've got a last burning question for you. Yeah. If you could go back and tell yourself, either it be when you were doing physique or when you just started off being a PT, what would you tell yourself and why would it be that?
1: Stop comparing yourself to others. Easy. Plain and simple. Just simply, it's because, simply because I think I did this for a long time and I got called out on it by my business coach two over over three years right Mm -hmm. and what i was doing the content i was producing i wasn't staying true to who i was who i wanted to work with i was too busy comparing myself to you know others that i thought i should be as knowledgeable as or should have this should have that and so i would say that i would tell myself to stop comparing to anyone else apart from yourself stay in your lane and just be and just continue to be relentless just I wouldn't say to do anything different I would say do I would do everything exactly as I have done so far in this life everything mm-hmm. I have done has led me to this exact moment and life's pretty good right you know there was many occasions like my current fiance hated me back in the day <laughs> unfriended me on Facebook and added me again like six seven times right <laughs> but there was a reason why we're now engaged right and I think that it's so easy for anyone out there, whether it's just your physique, um, whether it's your coaching abilities, the level of results you produce. Um, I have been the person that's compared myself to every every single every single department of okay, right. Why don't I look like that? Why don't I have produced clients results like that? Why don't I, why am I not as good as programmer or biomechanics or whatever it is? Um, and really, I think that the minute I found what I would call happiness or content happiness, I stopped giving a fuck about all that. Yeah. And I just started saying, right, well, you know what? you fucking changed a lot. And there'll be people out there that will be inspired by your journey. So stop putting yourself down because you're not where someone else is because they've been where you were before. Over time, your client base will grow. Mm -hmm. You will get more of an audience. You will produce better results, you know? And I think that when I started thinking more like that, I stopped being, yeah, I just changed yeah and I've never really looked back since so if there was a burning thing for anyone out there would be just don't compare yourself to anyone it's, it's all right to to look at what someone else does and to be inspired and to be motivated and to kind of want what they have and it, like for it to fire you up and, yeah. and get you going but remember that you should only want what you want not what someone else has got and yeah, if you don't know what you want you will all you will do is you will replicate you will copy. Yeah, what others do and, and that is so apart on social media mm-hmm. look at look at some pt's content that looks exactly the same as another one the reason why it's exactly the same because they don't know what they want and if you don't know what you want you'll replicate because you'll see success you just replicate it yeah so yeah that's a bit of a waffle
0: no it's not you never waffle sometimes i'm i'm just saying that to be nice since you're my coach um, <laughs> but that is pretty much all the questions that I've got to ask you have you got anything that you want to add to the podcast or say to anyone
1: out here? just anyone that's listening if you could um, do me a favour and uh, drop my two coaches a follow on Instagram Clara Clarita SW underscore VW physique and Ali Burge underscore VW physique would be awesome um, I'm assuming if they're listening to this they would automatically follow me each class well I would uh, like you, to hope so <laughs> If, uh, if they are interested, we do have um, two available free programs to download on our website. One is a bikini girl rotation, mm-hmm. right? Or if you're a, a female that's aspiring to do a photo shoot, um, it is a lower upper full body three day split. And then we have a, a, a sort of push pull leg day that you could say is more based for um, classic physique ins physique sort of sort of style workouts. They're right. available for free um, on the website, um, and there will be. Um, something big coming soon in a couple of months. Um, that I'm not going to say too much about, but just keep your eyes peeled on that.
0: We'll build thing with that. So your website link and that is on your Instagram page.
1: It will be. All you've got to do is click. Uh, I've got a link tree on it, and on in that link tree there is a link to the website. We have a YouTube channel that has, I mean, I want to say two or three hundred videos. Um, a lot of home exercise-based tutorials for the current situation, but also right. gym. Uh, if you like my ramblings, I do a weekly vlog um, as well as Clara and I. Uh, I call them Clara, right? Clary, I often Clary, say it all the time. Clary, Clara Clary. and Ali do one as well. Um, <laughs> but we have a, a shed ton of free content on there, including webinars that we've done that's all for free. And right. so if anyone has or is interested in anything that we've about and they want to know more, my DMs on Instagram are always open. And you know what? I openly put my whatsapp number on my uh, story and just say mm. contact me so yeah, yeah if um you, you want to get in touch it's just BWZ.com or at bwz on instagram
0: right well that's pretty much it for the podcast thank you for coming on to this it is really appreciated and I hopefully it will help a lot of people who maybe want to know information on yourself or on me or just in general how to move your business forward and the importance of having a coach um it's been absolutely amazing And guys, I just want to say just be happy, be positive and be unique.